We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blenderhead, Blender HD. You're going to follow me there on Twitter. And this is the show where we review slates. We talked about DFS strategy. I answer your questions. Whatever it is that you want, I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs early here in the morning. Got missed you yesterday. Yesterday, uh, call, called in sick. I took a sick day yesterday. That's perfectly fine. So anytime you never see, you don't see it. Oh, what happened? Where is it on YouTube? But I'm a dead, right? What happened to him? Right, that should be a good sign that I'm on that I'm on often I'm, I'm on such a consistent schedule that when you know calling sick for one show, everything go everything goes into disarray or whatever. But but thanks for the the well wishes. Just you know, wait. I've I've digestive issues, so sometimes I wake up in the morning and I I feel sick and then I'd rather go back to bed. So that's what happened yesterday. So give me some extra thumbs thumbs for that. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live uh and uh yesterday uh bjorn hagen says in the chat got third in the main large field gpp last night thanks to your help oh you did let's take let's take a look see let's take a look see but uh i mean i already i got some some stuff up here let's go let's go yesterday because we could look that up right we well, could tell if you're lying bjorn got third in the main large field gpp well i don't know i'm a is it DK or is it uh Fandle? Are you rubric? Are you rubric? I don't know. I'm not sure. He could be talking about he could be talking about Fandle. Is this your lineup? Okay, he's not gonna answer me. I have no idea. Third, Fred Van Vliet, Jordan Poole, Fork, uh, Fork and Kirkmoyers, Young, Allen, Beverly, Barton, Jokic. There you go. That's a that's a winning lineup. Even even with Corkmans, not not the greatest of scores. So like Thad Young, I mean, yeah, yeah, he got he got you know a nice seven X for that. 
What was first? First was 361.75. Yeah, that's a lineup that I, I, I would have never made. It's just Ball, Allen, Miles Bridges, Miles Turner, probably. Yeah, no. Nah. I, I, I know I wouldn't have gotten here. Uh, but Rubric, well, if, that, if that's you, if that's you, Bjorn Hagen in the chat, well, congratulations on what, 20 grand or so on 35 entries? That's what, uh, 350, that's uh, 525 bucks uh, entered and uh, 220,000, uh, depending on what else, what else, uh, what else you, you did. Uh, Max Coach One says some dude on FanDuel took all six places with the same lineup. It, it happens. People are willing to do that. I mean, it's, it's, you shouldn't be duplicating your own lineup. I mean, you're just, you're crushing all the other lineups EV by doing that. Unless you, unless you know that you have the nuts, right? I mean, like, if you know, if you're from the future, if you're a time lord, and you know what the winning lineup is, you know what, for sure, then you just enter it 150 times, of course. Of, of, cor- of course you do that. Uh, but yesterday on, uh, what yesterday projection was, two, I, I want to highlight something. When people are talking about, like, we had two days ago, we had Andre Drummond, right? 4,400, right? And that's when we talked about him with Embiid out, with obviously with Harris out also. We didn't know that until later in the night. Like, I would play like all of my lineups with Andre Drummond. Yet yesterday, we had an instance with Jakob Pertl out and Drew Eubank starting at 3,000. And I said, like, you don't have to play Drew Eubanks. It's like, well, it's a 3K center. Like, what... Why, why, why can, can I play basically lock button Drummond, but Drew Eubanks is like, he may be over or like Malik Beasley, like basically these three guys, Zvi Mikhailiuk, Drew, Drew Eubanks and Malik Beasley. And people were acting like, well, I'm going to obviously play all three in my lineup and then get different elsewhere. And I'm like, oh, I, I hate that strategy. Said so if anything, I, I, I'd fade at least one in most of my lines, if not two, if not all three. They go, well, how come Drummond the other day was fine? It all comes down to how many points are you sacrificing by not playing them, okay? It always comes down to that. When we saw Drummond the other day, right, we could always look into lineup HQ. This is today's slate. Especially when we go by salary-adjusted plus-minus, which is this RGB column. The higher these numbers are, the higher the number is, the more likely you're going to be sacrificing a lot in order to not play them. Okay. Yesterday's slate, these three guys in our projections had about a plus four. Uh, Speed didn't even have a plus. Speed was like one and a half, right? We had him projected a little bit lower than a couple of other places in the industry, but Eubanks was like a salary adjusted plus minus of plus four and a half. Beasley was like plus four. Valanciunas ended up being like plus four after Ingram got ruled out. Like, can you, where can you find those four points? You could, in a different construction, you could, you're not going to sacrifice as much. Drummond the other day, Drummond the other day, 14, plus 14. So if you don't play him in the lineup, where, where are you finding those 14 points from? Can you make a construction that comes close? No. You can make about two, two of those points, but your lineups without Drummond, were 12 points lower than, than Drummond lines. 
the top one, which means if you're playing more lineups underneath that, then you're going to be giving up more and more projection. So we see on like today's slate, I'm using this as an example because people ask like, oh, well, when do I slam? Like we've looked across the, the thing, like, like Zvi was not, like no one slammed like Zvi. People more, I mean, they, I mean, JK 123 went 91%. FJ Bourne went 78%, but it wasn't like across the board. You could make lineups with them. You could make lineups without them. Beasley, the same thing. We have E. Hafner and the whistles go woo. Barely have him. But I mean, FJ Bourne has plenty. Pretty sure mo- most, of the, most of these lineups don't have like all three of them in there. It depends on which lineup is which. Well, it looks like Brick 75 played more Eubank lineups. E. Hafner played more Michaelic lineups. It didn't play any Beasley. It's like, okay, that's fine. Obviously, swapping, swapping to Brunson when Porzingis was rolled out. That was a plus at 12%. And you can see here, Osman was still owned at 12% because people didn't see that the starting lineup with Dean Wayne was started. And, you know, it's not like Osman wasn't going to get minutes. It's just that he wasn't, he wasn't that great play anymore without, without him being in the starting lineup for the, for the Cavs. The thing is like, who should you play and who should you not? It's all a lineup based. It's all lineup based. So you don't look at this and you go, oh, oh they like Eubanks more than any. No, no, it's just that they, that's, those are the lineups that they built. More, more Eubanks lineups than other lineups, probably due to being under on other centers. So it always comes down to how many points are you sacrificing by not playing them? That's the determination. So if we look on today's slate, I'm gonna, this is the algorithmically generated projections or whatever. So don't, don't necessarily go over this, but it's close enough. And obviously stuff could change. I always have to say this because trust me, and I, I would not say it. And then I would get, get three DMs saying, you, you, why, you said to play so-and-so and they did bad. They said, why the hell did you play that guy when this news came out? So, well, because you said so in the pregame show. Like, yeah, because it's, we're looking at stuff like eight hours in advance. Okay, so Cade Cunningham, for instance, who shot horribly the other day. Like, is Josh Giddy a must play? No, none of these. I don't, Cade isn't even a must play. It's going to be hard to build lineups that, that project well without him, but let's see if we can. Okay, so I'm just going to build the top. I'm just going to build the top 20. Just whatever. Just press it. And I got to set exposures. Let me just do three zeros. Build 20. So they'll give me the top 20 lineups based on, you know, whatever. So this should be like the optimal, whatever. As of right now, as of 351, these are the algorithmically generated projections. So here we see 270.95 is the top lineup with Cade Cunningham. Right? It also has 100% giddy, according to this. So I'm going to take Cade Cunningham out. So remember, 270.95. The best lineup without him is 265.95. So five about five points. That you're that you're sacrificing by not playing him. Okay, it's kind of weird. You're sacrificing five points. That it's kind of weird that that amount that number is very, very much equal to this number. It's not a coincidence. I'm saying this sarcastically. Okay. So let's say we were to take out Josh Giddy instead and play 20 lineups and just whatever. What's the top 
268.58. So in comparison to the top lineup, 270.95, one without Giddy is about a little over two, a little over two points projection you're giving up by not playing. Oh, well, it it looks, oh my God, it says 2.3 here. Right? You know, it's almost as if that's the number. That's that's how many points you're giving up by not playing. But once you, once you have so many more options in these ranges, like oh, if I if I don't if I don't play Jeremy Grant, I give up point three four three points in projection. Yeah, but I made there's plenty of other people there. They get put together lineups with. So like, let's say I'm going to leave everyone in. I'm just going to leave everyone in. Okay, two seventy. Point nine five was the top optimal lineup. Well, let's say uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to play Chris Paul. Like who who's in that top line? Let's let's take a look. Right, Embiid and Adebayo. So what are these numbers? Embiid, okay, point eight. Adebayo one point five. Who else we got in that lineup? Rudy Gobert apparently is out. I don't know. Do we have a probably that'll end up being show up? Who, who's the backup there? I don't remember. We got Kevin Porter Jr. in this lineup, Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay. These guys projected all. Grant is point four. Like, let's say we just don't play Grant. It's like, okay. Well, when like, whatever it turns out, Grant is going to be 40% on. You run it. The top lineup without Grant is, I mean, the line basically with Rudy Gobert. Is he out? We have an O there. So you wouldn't play if you don't play uh, Jeremy Grant. You could still make lineups that project pretty much the same. How about Sadiq Bay? Well, I want to get rid of Sadiq Bay also. Build twenty lineups. Twenty two sixty nine point one one. So now we're get, we're giving up about. A point and a half. But you saw that Kate Cunningham, well, now you're giving up five points. Well, in large field, giving up five points is fine. As long as you get the requisite ownership to go along with it. Just like up 15 points. Even if you paid a drum in the other day, 15 is fine. You have to get the requisite ownership to go with it. You probably don't. You probably still don't. That's a drastic drop. So that's how you should be thinking about these things. Not in terms of who's going to do well, and who knows. All you have, all you, all you have to do is just look at the number, and you go, okay. I'm probably going to have a lot of Cade Cunningham in my lineups, based on these projections. Unless I could find a way, once ownership comes out, to get enough ownership discount to make up for those five points in my other lineups. That's it. So, very similar to yesterday with Drew Eubanks and Malik Beasley and Steve McAlian. It's an 11-game slate, people, yesterday. I played 20 lineups in GPP. I, I, didn't, I didn't play Savi on one of them. I played Beasley in a lot. So I like I did that. Like, you could have done one of those things. I played Eubanks in about half of them. I played Thad Young in the other, and then others, you know, that didn't have Eubanks in it. But I also was playing a lot of off the, I was playing a lot of off the, I, I had Reggie Jackson in a couple of lineups. He did great. I had Al Horford. I had, I mean, I, I had constructions that were meant for 
large field GPPs, and I got the ownership to go along with it. And the projections weren't that bad. You have so many more choices in an 11-game slate that I it's, it's, it makes no sense to me to jam in ch- chalk that, like, dude, you could fade anyone and only give up, like, four points and then play whoever you want at that point. So, like, just why, why are you jamming in chalk at that level? So when people talk about good chalk and bad chalk, the misnomer is that they're talking about who's going to do well, who's not going to do well. That's not what I'm talking about here. Talking about who's who gives you more of uh, who gives you more of a projection sacrifice than others. That that's that would be the difference. Going through the YouTube chat. Michael Dampier, in your experience that tournament players overvalue starting lineups. Yes. When people thought McLaughlin was starting, his ownership looked way too high for what he is. People, yes. I'm not talking about tournament players. I'm talking about average DFS players. People overvalue what you have to figure. I mean, I've said, I've explained this probably 400 times and probably Roto, Roto Grinders analysts have explained it 7 million other times. Being in the starting lineup doesn't mean anything. Minutes mean something, okay? Drew Eubanks played the first three minutes and then came out, okay? I mean, he ended up playing like 20 minutes or so in like three-minute shifts. When you're in the starting lineup, your usage goes down because you're now playing. If you're if it's a player that's not normally, if Jordan McLaughlin yesterday, for instance, let's say, let's say he did start. Okay, now you're now you're competing. For usage, and to touch the ball with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Jordan McLaughlin typically doesn't have to do that because he's on the second unit. He has to compete with touches with Malik Beasley and Naz Reed, right? And, jo- and Vanderbilt. So while he will play less minutes, not as a starter, he will have better fantasy points per minute as a starter, may get extra minutes, but have less fantasy points per minute. So there's a trade-off there. So would you rather have someone uh, starting playing 28 minutes or not starting playing 24 minutes? Well, that's the question. They, They could be equal. So whether or not someone is in the starting lineup or not, in and of themselves doesn't, doesn't change anything unless you raise their minutes and lower their usage. That's already reflected in the projections already. Typically, if someone's in the starting lineup, their minutes are more secure. That's a better way of putting it. But in and of themselves, doesn't mean anything. There are tons of times starting lineups come out and no one, no one does anything. Oh, Tony Snell is like, like that. That's a class. I always use Tony Snell as an example. Like he doesn't do anything. Oh, oh he's starting. I got to play him now. He's 3,100. Yeah, he sits in the corner and does nothing. It's typically one, one guy, the one guy that starts in, on every team that's locked up. We don't rush to play them. We're just used to seeing them in the starting lineup, right? So if Tony, wherever Tony Snell is, he's still in the box. I have no idea. I have no, no idea what Tony Snell is. But if the team that normally starts Tony Snell said, Tony Snell isn't starting today, this other guy is going in. This other three $3,100 player. Are you rushing to play him? Oh my God, he's going to come in and he's going to play. He's, 
he normally plays 14 minutes and now he's going to play 32 minutes. Yeah, doing nothing also. I mean, the same thing. Starting lineups can give a glimpse of what the rotation is more likely to be. Right, like, with, like yesterday, if the Spurs lineup came out and Eubanks wasn't starting, and it was Thad Young, that would give a much bigger education that Thad Young was going to play more minutes than Eubanks. They could have. I mean, look, look at look at the Raptors. They start at Shua and then end up then Birch ends up playing the in the second half. So that that doesn't even mean anything in and of itself. Because anything could happen. But don't automatically go. This all starting line. Pat Beverly was in the starting lineup. Yeah, he got there. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Pat Beverly in the first unit, the second unit, maybe. Yeah, his minutes go up. But he's competing for usage with other. I mean, obviously, Pat Beverly could do other things. And he did a he had a plenty of defensive stats yesterday. But in and of themselves, the, the starting lineup is not like, oh, I got it. It's not like baseball. Oh, oh, the 2K hitters batting second. Like, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Right, Michael Dompia says, I understand cash lineups wanting starting plays. Yeah, I could, I, the minutes tend to be, I'm using the word tend, to be more secure. That's it. Most likely, if they're in the starting unit, they're probably going to be in the closing unit. They're probably, they're, they're going to play m- more minutes. And probably in cash games and double ups, you're more likely to prioritize minutes than usage. Then play some you play someone that could only play 16 minutes off the bench, but have a one, you know, end up with 25 points in those 16 minutes. You know, the Bobby Portis types, Chris Boucher types. Because their minutes could be very volatile. Okay, anything else? Do, 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 do. Right, Jacob Halloway says, more importantly, the field doesn't correctly weigh the possibility that someone starts and only plays 18 minutes. They assume 36, right. It depends on the team's rotations. That's why we have a team that does that here. You know how many times we get in the RG Discord and the NBA channel? Oh my God, so-and-so is starting. It's like we already have a projected start. Does that make any difference? No, it doesn't. He gets three extra minutes. He, his point his, his his median fantasy points go up one point eight. I mean, it's already in. It's already reflected. So some new starting. Oh, this guy starts and said it's it's already in. Most of, I mean, and if it's not, it it's gonna be in there in ten minutes, right? We didn't pre- we didn't predict this guy's gonna be in. It doesn't mean anything. The minutes mean something. Like we take a look yesterday. It's like, oh, Brunson started for. Okay, well, that means something for his minutes. Now, now he he went he went nuts yesterday. But he's a good he's a good fantasy point per minute player anyway. But Brunson had been. I mean, Porzingis has been out for three or four games, so it's not it's not like it's new that oh my god, Brunson is starting. Just that if Porzingis was in, Brunson probably doesn't start. Miles Turner just every other day gets there. Every other day, right? He goes for almost 60, and then you play him the next day, and he has foul trouble, and he has his four points. Norman Powell. I had a bunch of these guys. I had DeAndre Hunter, 1%. I mean, some, some of the ownership 
of these players. Like, you take a look at Svi, like, especially Svi and Malik Beasley, for instance. Let's look at shooting guard small forward, okay? We're talking about Svi and Beasley. They're, what, so they're in the 4K level range, right? 3,700 and 4,100. So just, like, cheap shooting guard small forwards. Trent was also, you know, he's, what, 5,100 yesterday on DraftKings? He was popular in that range, shooting guard, small forwards in that range. We know how many other shooting guards, small forwards, I mean, Fork, Corkman's was there, Niang people played. We just go down. You got Brunson at 12%. He was 5,100. So, like, take a look at up here, 20 to 40% on these three guys. You're going to play Nick Batum at small forward. He had 34 you could have played, I played a bunch of Michael Porter. He was 9%. You could have played Devontae Graham. Oh, no, he was, he was 6,000. So let's go through. Just cheap, cheapy. Norman Powell. There, I, I played a bunch of Norman Powell. He was 5.6% on, but a 40 points. Garland was a little bit higher than, than that range, even though I did play Garland. Uh, let's see. There are a whole bunch of these people. Even Davion Mitchell, right? 26 and a half. Desmond Bain, 26. 3%, 2% owned. Derek White, well, 6,300. That's out of the range. Will Barton. I'm just trying to highlight in the shooting guard small forward, you know, like the cheap end. Like I saw DeAndre Hunter, right? I mean, like he was 1% owned. I had him in my pool. Here's 1% owned. Reggie Jackson went off. Alex Caruso was 1% owned. He got 22. You got the same points. Damian Lee was 1% owned, 23 points. I mean, not much different than Zvi or Beasley. But a 30x ownership difference? Yes, yes. These guys projected better. But not by, by how many points? Three or four points? That's it. That's it. On an 11-game slate in a large field GPP, why aren't you taking advantage of it? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you fade all of them. I'm just saying that I had lineups that had Beasley and one, like Beasley's on the on the Timberwolves. Then I had Reggie Jackson on the other side. I, I had Reggie Jackson's ownership somewhere around 4 or 5%. He came in one. If I had him at one. If I had him at 1%, I may have gotten him in half a month. And not just like four out of 20 or three out of 20. So I under, I, 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 I over projected some, some ownerships and some players. I got the chalk guys kind of right. I, I got Zvi. I got, I, in, out of my 20 uh, GPP lineups, I had zero Zvi. What about your Thad Young? I had a bunch of curry. I had a bunch of curry plus Holmes. That didn't work out. Holmes gets ejected in the in the third quarter. Well, thanks a lot. But especially on the larger slates, like you don't have to play these guys. Take a look at take a look at your projections, if not ours. How many points am I sacrificing by not playing them? Can I make lineups that are close that? Now, if you're playing a 150-man like contest, 100 men playing a small field, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't give up five points on Cunningham. You just say, 
I'll I'll find a way to I'll find a way to to do something else. Okay, we'll see what you can do. But maybe you don't mind some of the lineups that you, that that completely fade him. Is he a must play? No. Not at not at not a not at a plus five salary adjusted plus bonus. It's not a must play. Probably in smaller, very small field stuff, he's probably you might as well just play. Why why give up those five points in projection? In a small, that small of a field. The large field, he may be overowned. I mean, I don't know what his ownership's gonna be. Let me all reload this. I have to expect on a five-game slate his ownership in is maybe 50%. Oh, we okay. We we got uh I mean, this is still this is the yeah, 40, but we haven't projected for 40. I think it'll be higher than that. There's really other than Kate Cunningham, there's no one on this slate that's like, do you do you, do you have to play? You gotta play Giddy, you gotta play Sadiq Bang. No. I mean, yeah, they they project a half a point, one point, two points, a little bit better than other players. But like realistically, what's the difference between it's like like we got uh let's see. I got Kevin Porter here, 6,400. Like, what's the difference between him and and Jeremy Grant? I know different positions. Oh, but this oh, Jeremy Grant is 0.43 and Kevin Porter's minus 0.6. That's a one point difference. Jeremy Grant, 23% owned, Porter six. 18% owned. Like as, as that gap gets wider, then you might as well just play Kevin Porter. The difference isn't that dramatic. One, one point. You could, you could obviously sacrifice one point in almost any contest. So if you're getting to that point where like, we're already in like the, the top, the top salary adjusted plus minus players, and you could make plenty of good lineups without them, that means you, why don't you make lineups without? Not all of them. Doesn't mean click. Oh, I'm going to click. I'm just going to not play any of these. No. It means you can play a lineup with Cunningham. You can play a lineup not Cunningham. You can play a lineup with Giddy. You can play a lineup without without Giddy. We can play a lineup with Bam. You can play a lineup without Bam. You can play a lineup with Bam and Giddy, but no Cade Cunningham. You can play a lineup with Cade Cunningham and Bam and no Giddy. I mean, like all of those combinations are 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 fine. So it's not about who you play. It's about what what what's the lineup. It's unlikely based on these projections right here that you're fading like, like all these, all the guys up here, right? You're, you're just Xing out Cade Cunningham, Giddy, Bay, Adebayo, Abid, Grant. I'm just saying, nope, not playing any of them. Well, you can be sac- Look, look how many points you can be sacrificing uh, seven, eight points just for doing that. Are you getting the requisite ownership? Probably not. Can I mean, can you in large field? I guess you can. You find some lineups that are, you know, 10 points, 15 points optimal that are low, low owned and just, you know, pray, hope and pray, you know, pray to the gods. High variance line. I guess you can. In the smaller fields, probably not. So that's how you should be thinking in these terms. So, so much conversation yesterday on Drew Eubanks. Well, what's his upside? I don't care about his individual upside. I care about the, the, the upside of the lineups that I'm playing. The 3K player gets 23 points, and that unlocks 
you know, five players in my lineup getting 50 plus, 60 plus each, then, then that's fine. Look, the winning lineups. I mean, look, look at, I mean, look, Firkin Corkman's in the third place lineup. Look at the lucky Svee was in the winning lineup yesterday and he only scored 22 points. Okay. Drew Eubanks scored more than that. The only reason why Drew Eubanks is not in this lineup is because Jared Allen and Miles Turner had huge games at the center position. The second place lineup had Thad Young in it, right? Third place lineup, like we saw before, had Corkman. I mean, like that, you could you could still you could still win with a cheap player going like seven X, right? 20, 20 plus, depending, depending obviously on the rest of the scoring on the rest of the slate. Right? Drew Eubanks here in the fourth place line. Because he had Reggie Jackson, Miles Turner, Jaron Jackson, Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson. Right? He's able to jam in other points. Now, if some of these guys don't go for that many and they have 10 less, then obviously 23 points for 3,000 is not going to be good enough. Rick 75. Okay, there's Thad Young here. Got Thad Young in this line, right? 27. I'm moving for 4,100. That's fine. It's not like, well, oh my God, he broke the slate. No, but he allowed you to fit other things in. Drew Eubanks, here you go. Seventh place lineup. I mean, you'll see it's battery and SV. Look, Eubanks and SV. But then you play a 7% Miles Bridges that goes nuts. Play Wendell Carter at 8%, Reggie Jackson at 1.39%. So who gives a crap at that point? Tyrese Halliburton at 2%. He goes off for of 48 points. So, yeah. Plays V and you play, play the two Chalkies players together in this line. Look at, look at the own. I mean, this is, this is a low own lineup. But they're playing the two Chalkies players. Yeah, but it's a low own line. Lineups, not players. Word in chat is that there's no official word on Rudy Gobert. What's going on? I mean, I didn't even hear anything. Was that announced yesterday about Rudy Gobert? Do we have a report? Like, what's the reason other than rest? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I literally woke up and I'm like, why is there an O next to his name? Who's the backup? Bradley? No, Bradley went to Philadelphia, right? Pascal? Oh, oh, Whiteside is. Oh, that's where Whiteside went. So is Whiteside going to be chalking? What's going to happen? They're playing Atlanta. They're going to have to play a center, right? Well, now, well, now on the reload, Gobert doesn't say it doesn't have any any O next to a name. Is this a phantom out tag? He's listed out on DraftKings. That's odd. So that's the reason why we're pulling in an O. Well, we did before. We, we don't have him now. This is really odd. Right heel recovery, according to chat. Well, we'll see. What, what time is the Utah game? Oh, 7.30. We'll know about that. Let's, let, me, let me go. Let me, let me check. I mean, it's just the oddest thing that, that they have listed out. Do we have, uh, let's see. on our We have our injury situation room. For premium members, 
Yeah, we, we don't even have them listed on this. Because right, we have obviously you know the Lakers guys that probably will play. Yeah, I don't know. The DraftKings, well, where are they getting their information? Who knows? We'll figure it out later today. I don't. I mean, I don't. There's no point in doing it now. All right? We take a look. We take a look at this and go. Is is Aiden going to play? I mean, is Lou Dort going to play? I mean, we don't know. I mean, that's why. That's why we don't make lineups at eleven o'clock in the morning. Right, we review, we review slopes. The only reason I was showing you the stuff with like Cade Cunningham and everything today is that like you're going to be going in at 6.30 Eastern or whatever. You're going to make lineups. Things are going to change, right? Someone's in, someone's out. This guy starts rejecting better, right? You may have a guy, you may, oh my God, this guy's starting and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to play 30 minutes and it's like, I got to jam him in all my lineups. It's like, it depends on how they project. And sometimes we get a guy like that. Sometimes we get a guy that's like, oh my God, if you, you don't play, if you don't play white side if Gobert is out, you're going to be sacrificing 11 points in projection. Like, okay, then that's probably, you're probably jamming that guy. But it could be like, oh my God, I'm going to jam that guy in. It's like, dude, if you don't play him, you only like, you play other guys and they, 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 they're, they're a plus two. And it's like, there's plenty of other plus ones and plus twos and stuff here that, there's no need to play him. Doesn't mean he's bad or anything, but you don't you don't have to make lineups with him. So that's what I'm showing this early. Not who to play. Maybe Cade Cunningham's projection goes down. Cade Cunningham's projection goes down three or four points. Well, then their salary adjusted plus minus goes down three or four points. And you're sitting there going, they're about as necessary as anyone else on the slate. You cannot really sacrifice. You're sacrificing a point, not playing him, but you could, you're gaining that point by playing someone else. All right, Dampier says it's too early. There's probably a 50% chance in beat six, right? We don't need, right? The, the Sixers are on this slate. So we even know what the hell's going on, right? And he doesn't even have a tag. Who knows with Embiid? He could sit in the middle of games. We're looking to do. We, we got, uh, who knows? Maybe LeBron sits. Who, who knows? I don't think Dort matters much. I don't think it's going to change much. If, oh, Dort's out. You got to jam in whoever. Or Royce O'Neal. I don't think that matters much. Cameron Payne probably doesn't matter. But it doesn't, there, there's going to be something that happens at three o'clock in the afternoon today that isn't even, isn't even on the report or anything. Right? Just stop it. Not going to play. Whatever. Doesn't mean you don't look at this stuff and go, okay, I'm getting a delay of the land. Delay of the land. And talking about delay of the land, Andy Means, his article, he's, he's been doing our premium NBA article uh, for, for a long time. It used to be called Core Plays. I think I think it's still called Core Plays, but it probably shouldn't be. It used to be here he'd, on DraftKings and Pandil, here's a description, here's why these few guys here are the core, they're typically for cash games. And he has a tag here. You can see here. It means he's core plays. Uh, he, he's revamped. That it's, it's more of the lay of the land. So it does a, a complete overview of the slate. Who's out? Who's questionable? What happens? Different team situations. If this guy's in, then this. And if that guy's in, then this. like all that type, does a whole thing. A roster construction for the slate. If people are going to play this, then they're going to not do this. 
and go through it and then goes, goes through everything because core plays is, you know, like there's a tag for that, but there's not necessarily, you don't necessarily need, you know, a, a, a four paragraph explanation of what's already in the projection. It's more useful to go like, let, how, do, how should we be pro- approaching this slate as a whole? And what are, what news are we waiting for? How does that affect how you make your rosters? I mean, we've had times, I mean, look the other day, like I, I made my lineups with JaVale McGee in mind that Aiton was going to sit. Well, that's the type of stuff that Andy puts in, in his art. So he writes that, he updates it throughout the day. How to approach a slate. I mean, he's coming from more of a cash game perspective, but it's still like, what's the value? What's What would the value opening up be? If this doesn't happen, then what do we do? You know, like those types of things. So much better. So uh, if you if you you can get that with Roto Grinders Premium, click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month, and you get you get all the projections, you get everything, everything that I show on the show, for there. I Dequan says never trust the Fanduel or DK injury report. I don't think you it, you you can trust the tags though. I mean, because that yeah, but is it does it really say that Gobert is out? On DraftKings? I don't know. I would have to check later. I was going to check on my phone. Typically, they're, typically, the, typically, the designations are like from the official NBA injury. Like they, they wouldn't just like put that in just for no reason. Well, if he's actually in and they're going to leave the out tag on him, then play a lot of them because not many people will, I guess. I, I guess that's the strategy there. Okay, so we reviewed some stuff. We went over some things. It'll be a sh- short show today. Uh, we, we got we got a lot a lot of, a lot of work today. A lot of stuff going on in premium. We got showdown content, premium showdown content. We got MMA stuff. We got golf stuff. We got everything. NFL, I mean, tons of stuff. So uh, so feel free to sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, click on the, the the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. You get all the projections. You get all that. Like what else do you need? Like, everything you possibly need. Uh, resources to to help you help you play DFS better. Uh, and I'll be on later tonight. So if you click on the, the notification bell to, to know when you go live on this channel, uh, there'll be NBA, there's, okay, there's NBA Grinders Live, for the NBA slate. Then there's Crunch Time for premium members. That's the premium show with, with Andy and, and and Roth and someone else, typically. There's a tournament guest. And then uh, and me and, and STL Cards will be back for uh, NFL, the NFL pre-lock show. But what, what, who's playing tonight? I don't even remember. Oh, it's 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 the cult. Is it the Colts? Who's playing tonight? I, I forgot. I set a lineup. I said I set a lineup, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> not even sure, right? So I haven't looked at. It. I just set a dummy lineup, and then it's just like, okay, what what is the game? What's the game? Oh, Jet. Oh, Jets. Colts. Oh yeah, disgusting game. Yeah, that's this. This is not this. I mean, you never know. Mike White. Mike White could get there, maybe, right? He threw for 400. That could happen again, right? It could happen again. Well, maybe. But we'll be talking about that later on uh, the NFL Pre-Lux show. So hit those thumbs up buttons on your way out the door. I'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll be talking. We'll t- NFL, well, Friday's a casual Friday, so we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll be going over uh, NBA, 
from this slate, maybe showdown, maybe some NFL, maybe some NBA tomorrow night, maybe some MMA, right? I always got to show that. Like they got to add a fighter. Let's see what Jacoby's going to be priced at. Uh, so I could add that to my spreadsheet. And we're talking about all that type of stuff and answer your DFS strategy questions as always on the DFS pregame show here on rotogrinders.com.